When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis. Uh, I'm joined by German Dan. How you doing, bro? I'm blessed, man. I'm all good. Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're doing it straight after the the game. Um, unfortunately, most it seems like most of the Touchy Gunas cast were basically at the game. Coogs was there, Shabs was there, Sean is there, so they're all making their way home. I'm hoping to get at least one of them on the pod at some point over the next 45 minutes or so. But we'll see how it goes. Them and are out there celebrating. Um, <laughs> so, but me and Dan will try and do the game uh, its justice and we'll um, we'll have a little look ahead to tomorrow's transfer deadline as well. Just before we do start, obviously we got the live show on um, Sunday. It's going to be a deadly day. Um, thank you to everyone who did purchase ticket. The tickets are sold out potentially some on the day but we will give you an update but yeah this is just a reminder for everyone that has bought a ticket um looking forward to seeing you all on sunday at belushi's at london bridge come there bright and early i'll be there bright and early um and yeah just ready to have a good time and hopefully five wins in a row listen if we can make it six god This guy, hey, you know, fans better not let me better not let it happen, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) I will be unbearable that day. I will be unbearable that day. But listen, let's talk about the game tonight because um, it's been a bit of a funny day, if I'm being honest. Uh, we, we we're obviously all ecstatic after our start to season. We're all really happy about where the team is and, you know, um, what the team is doing, how the team is playing. Um, but we've kind of got a bit of cold feet 
maybe in the last like 24 hours or so, um, we've stretched over the, the last week or so with no incomings. Obviously, that injury to Partey as well as has kind of worried us a bit about our strength and depth. We already were a bit worried, like if something happened to Partey, what are we going to do? Um, plus, we also wanted that that wide man. Um, I think Arteta has been pretty vocal about that as well, about wanting another forward. Um, so the fact that we haven't signed anyone, I think kind of today was, it was, uh, the mood was a bit sour, is the best way I would say it. And it was a bit of a strange feeling because we are on such a high, having won our first four games of the season. But I do think today we kind of, the, the game got overshadowed a bit by the transfer, the transfer window. So I, I just want to talk about the game first and foremost, Dan, because as I said, coming into the game, there was a bit of a sour feeling. And it, it just, just speaking from, uh, you know, amongst the group chat anyway, I'm, I'm not sure how many other Arsenal fans felt that way, but um, in the, in our group chat, it does seem kind of intensified that, you know, we we talk all day about Arsenal and we kind of get hamstrung on these certain things. But how was you feeling coming into this game? Were you confident? Um about uh about getting three points tonight. I did think that we win. Yeah, defo. Um I think I think in the prediction league everyone predicted a win, right? Yeah. Um I got it right. I did two one and Gabby Jesus and Martinelli goal. So I got it like perfect. Yeah you got you got a shame there's no prize on. eh <laughs> you got a, you got a pretty spot on um in this 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 game week. But yeah I predicted a win. I did think however like that um that 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 it would be a bit um a bit of a funky one um instead of, I thought we would score three goals I think I predicted three two but I did think we'd we'd concede at least two goals I thought it'd be like a bit of a you know a goal bonanza kind of thing um so yeah but I was I was confident of a win tonight I thought we got five five out of five and I think if our old goals it's gonna be our old drivers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so going into the game, I, I definitely um, and I was in meetings today, so I wasn't really um, as involved in um, the group chat discussion today. But I opened my phone, I saw the number of messages as that old boy, the touch of Gunas are at it today. <laughs> and um, and to, to be honest, before I even went into the meetings um, earlier that day, I, I you know I echoed this you know similar sentiments that you guys had. I felt like the transfer market was you know putting a bit of a damper on the on the feeling for the game today and where we are um but then you have to you know, contextualize that and actually look at it from the point of we're in four games we won four games we've got a fifth game at home against Villa it's very winnable let's go and win it um so in that last hour I just thought fuck it let's just, let's just get the win and then everything else we talk about tomorrow and the days after that um because ultimately and last year showed us that right it's about getting the results, you know. Um, all these other things that we discussed and party being injured, party not being available, etc., etc. There's large, you know, sections of um the season um of the previous season where he also didn't play, and we still managed to get results. So it really only becomes a big issue when we don't get results. So if we wouldn't have got a result tonight, it would have been a big discussion point. But the team balled out and the team performance was actually really strong. And the, the scoreline doesn't actually reflect how dominant we were. Um, I saw the XG. I think I actually was like 2.96 or something like that. And um, Man City's XG was 2.91 against um, Forest today. And they won 6-0. Um, there were chances that we definitely should have scored. And we didn't. 
Um, and I think this is um, a testament to the progression of this team because I, I was always a big sort of um, um, I, I was always arguing the point of if we're arguing about one or two chances and where someone should place the ball, we didn't do enough um, in the game to win it. Um, and um, today showed you know we can miss four or five big chances and still win the game. And I think if we wouldn't have scored that two one through Martinelli, we would have found a different way to score that goal. I um, mean, you know, I think that's the mentality the team have now, especially at home. The atmosphere is is electric. You can hear it. It's, it's loud. Um, the team gets be and the fans get behind the team. And, um, you know, the, the players respond to it. Um, when we've conceded, we've been quick to um, score goals straight after in the games that we've played so far. And, um, you know, it's good to see. Um, I think the team is developing a strong mentality. Um, and I think last year, I've already said at, at times, I think they have a a strong resilience, but we lacked quality and we added quality now this year. And I also think some of our players are going up a level. Um, I really believe it. So in terms of quality, we have obviously added Jesus, we added Zinchenko, we added Saliba. That's three quality additions. And then I think in terms of going up a level, I think Martinelli is going up a level. Um, I think Ben White is going up a level. So these are like um, players that are coming into their own now. I think Xhaka, um, in that left side centre midfielder role, he's gone up a level, 100%. Um, first couple games, he looked, he, 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 him and Odegaard looked a bit, you know, a bit, you know, a bit weren't really on it. Then last two, three games, they rose it. They look, they look completely um, at, at peace in those roles, and um, they know what they can do there and how they can affect the game. Xhaka, Xhaka was mobile, man. He was making runs. He was dominating that midfield. Um, I think it's one of them ones where it's actually you have to watch the games to see how good he is. Because I was, I always have a look at the stats afterwards to kind of see if I think someone kept the ball really well, and then I could look at the stats after and see actually they gave away eighteen times and only have like pass accuracy of eighty. Then I know that I wasn't watching the game clo close enough, you know. But um, I was, I just go to the stats to kind of validate my thinking um, that I had from the game sometimes. And I was looking at the stats and thinking they don't do what he did justice and I think obviously some of the stats don't quite reflect the positions that he took up um, you know the passes that he makes that lead to other passes in bigger situations he breaks the game open a lot for his movement and his passes in the last couple of games and uh, yeah big testament to his performance to be honest um, Partey is not there right now and again he's rising it and he did it as well when Partey wasn't there towards the end of last season when we were playing against Chelsea away when we were playing against United at home, he was rising in these games. So you can't really you can't fault the guy's personality uh, and um, you know his, his mentality, and um, you can't you can't fault it. So I give him big credit for that. I really really do hope that we can do some business um, because I, I just find it difficult to see how people can these players can do it all season. They need they need help, you know. Um, but I'm happy with where the team is right now. Um, and I and I like the guys, man. I like how um, I like the personality of this team. Yeah, man. It's uh, there's obviously a lot to unravel. Shabs, Shabs just joined us. Um, it wasn't you letting off all the fireworks outside the ground, was it? It wasn't me, but well, I'm, 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 I'm all for it, man. If 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 the if the fans are happy and they want to celebrate because the team has won, let them do their thing, man. You know, well, people policing celebrations and how. How you celebrate victories, it, it, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. I don't care. I'm just happy when my team win. People could do whatever they like, man. No, I hear it. I hear it, man. Well, what, you were obviously in the ground, like, um, 
uh, German spoke about, uh, you know, how electric the atmosphere was. And, you know, I, and I was also talking about how, uh, just before you come, I was talking about how the mood in like the Sasha Gunas camp was a bit sour before the game. We we're talking about, oh man, we need to get uh, we need to get uh, th- these these transfers over the line. You know, we're a bit worried about our, our lack in depth. I think Shabs, you're a bit more relaxed in that regard. But there was certainly no. It didn't feel like in the stadium there was that anxiety about the um, the transfers. And you know, the team definitely didn't seem like they were worried. You know, like. They came out firing. That first half was whew, that was one of the best first halves, um, one of the best halves of football I've seen uh, under Arteta. Now the the the, the 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 boys were brilliant. The boys were absolutely brilliant today um, in terms of our players and our approach to the game. The, the 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 stadium atmosphere in the stadium again, amazing. Um, I got there early today, really early, you know, the hour before kickoff, I was in the ground. And um, yeah, like it was buzzing. You could feel the build up. There wasn't any kind of real talk or concern about the transfers or, you know, what we're doing off the pitch. It was the, all the energy and the efforts were really focused towards today and today's result. There were lots of fans that I was interacting with. I was with um, Coogs. I was with well, we bucked up with um, Sean at halftime, but I was with Coogs pre-match. Lots of people just coming up to us, just doing score predictions, talking confidently about the win. No one that um, I spoke to before the game was in doubt about uh, Arsenal victory today. So yeah, the atmosphere was buoyant, and um, this is my third home game on the bounce. I've been to every home game so far this season, and I will. Just say collectively across the the, the three games, I have, I have never been an Arsenal fan all my life. Um, been going to the Emirates from it opened. I haven't experienced the atmosphere like the current atmosphere in the grounds. Like, you know, for each of the three games, the atmosphere has been buoyant and electric. And I, I think that's really about um, the approach to the season. I think the summer business, um, definitely people got behind the signings. People got behind the signing of Jesus. People have been um, behind Zinchenko, you know, in terms of the way that he's been playing. I think the timing of the documentary, All or Nothing, and the good PR and the propaganda. And I think a lot of the fans are... Well, the the fan base is definitely behind Arteta and definitely behind this Arsenal side right now. So it's, it's reflected in the games. And I think the Emirates is feeling like a difficult place to come and win because mm. the fans are on their feet. They're singing, they're chanting. When we go a goal down, there was there was a lot of disappointment today when, um, you know, Villa scored because it was very much against the run of play and the mood went flat for a couple of moments and immediately the stadium just picked it up again, immediately got back behind the, the, the side cheering, you know, and I think it was the energy and the players are really feeding off that energy and the um, Villa players today, but it was the Fulham players the other day and Leicester the week before. I think they're struggling to play and find their feet in the atmosphere because it's intimidating. Fans are banging on, um, you know, the the, 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 the rafters, um, whistling, heckling, making noise. Um, You know, today it was Martinez, got on Martinez's neck 
And I think he eventually crumbled under the pressure. Um, especially I, I love he... to fucking see it. I love yeah, to yeah, yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. When I told you, man. Yeah. <laughs> especially when he came and played in front of the North Bank second half. <sighs> crumbled, man. Yeah. Kicking it all over the place. So, like, yeah, yeah couldn't hold on to everywhere. the ball. Couldn't mm. do anything. So, yeah, I think that the atmosphere at the stadium definitely is... is um, is, is a factor. Uh, do, do you think it has, um, obviously, like we, you, you spoke about uh, the equaliser against the run of play. And I think there's been, um, in all three home games this season, um, we've, uh, you know, conceded a goal against the run of play. And we've, and we basically, we bounced back immediately. You know, I, I think there was, there was, I'm trying to find a tweet. Someone's done it. It's like, it's like an basically it's an average of like four or five minutes that we concede and then we score again and then score yeah you know which is which yeah. is crazy because last season we were talking about um, our inability to come back from behind um, and or you know for example if we don't get the first goal or or if we if, or, sorry if we go a goal down or if we're like chasing a goal in the last 15 20 minutes none of us had any faith that we'd be able to go and get um a, a winner or an, or an equalizer or whatever it may be um but I, I don't feel that way anymore i think the crowd has something to do with it 100 you know there's no longer that fear in the crowd that oh shit everything's going wrong and i, I think the crowd are fully behind the team and I just like having like someone like Martinelli, right? Jesus is is kind of they've got that drive up the pitch where it's um, I don't even know how these goals start. Sometimes it's like it, it can it happen so happens. quick. It so... just happens, you know. All of a yeah. sudden, we're like in front of goal, and we're like, oh, 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 we've scored. That, German, that was quick, the, the, you know? The German Dan said it. They, they, we've got mentality monsters now throughout the side. Um, you know, the two that you've mentioned, the two Brazilians, uh, Martinelli and and, and, and Jesus, Xhaka, uh, um, Ramsdale at the back. For me, um, silently, Saliba is a big personality with a huge, huge, huge... Um, like personality on the pitch and he's so composed his head never dropped I haven't seen his head drop um I've watched him very closely in all of the games that we've played but especially um being at home I I I I, I sit behind the goal so I get the pleasure of watching him in the first half like quite closely and um you know, he he's just looking so composed so composed and just his head does not drop um, you know, he doesn't seem to be affected by the game states. He just knows when to rise it quietly, does his thing. Um, so he's playing with personality. Um, Saka's another one for me. And um, Ben White, another one, quietly, quietly, but he just does his job, doesn't allow the game to really rattle him. And um, I think we're playing now with these characteristics and these personalities in the side. And um, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's all culminating together. And I, long may it continue. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's let's go back to um, the start of the game because uh, we spoke a little bit about the uh, the, the the bounce back. But um, you know, we started this game on fire, German. Like, you know, we I don't know. I, did we have like fifteen shots in the first half? 
Yeah, I think it was something crazy it's like that. 13, you know, 13 maybe, or something. Yeah, I think it might have even been like seven. Yeah, it was 15 shots in the first half. Seven on target. I, and I think seven, yeah, seven on target. But there was like seven or eight shots in the first 10 minutes. You know, we absolutely peppered them in the first 10, 15 minutes. We, sh- we should have scored. I'm, I'm even forgetting the amount of chances we had. You know, it was... Um, I watched the highlights back, so it was fresh on my mind. Yeah, and, and, and there's always that kind of um feeling that oh damn we're not gonna we're not gonna capitalize on this period of pressure. We've seen that with Arsenal games before, right? We even saw it last season. We played well, not get the goal, and then it things kind of like but this is out a, a bit. This this is it the this team has evolved because we were we were talking about if we don't get the go- if we don't get the goals in the first half. We'll probably won't win the game, and it, mm. and it was true for a majority of that season. And it's quite incredible that we still got twenty two wins in that league campaign. But then also makes sense because we win it in the first half, and if we don't, you know, we're losing. That's why we got thirteen losses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know the discrepancy is huge. Now, if you can cut down on the losses and maintain and maybe slightly increase the number of wins, you're looking at a very strong football outfit and um i think that's where we're heading towards um obviously with football at the end of the day you're gonna have to prove it it's not just about projection that's why when we used to do the since christmas thing i didn't like it that much because there was a lot of projection um you actually have to do it over the course of the season and once you've done it over the course of the season then no one can talk anymore so um i think for us really the season is is a season of us proving it i think all the signs the positive signs are there but you have to prove it now. Um, I still think we can get in around the win numbers that we that we got last year, maybe slightly more even. Um, but it's about cutting down the losses. And what we saw in that first half was that, and I talked about it the other week when I said Arsenal games is basically in four quarters. So the first quarter, second, third, fourth. And I think we dominated the first two quarters, like absolutely dominated them. Um, we usually just dominate the first one so that was already an improvement from what i've seen before then i think in the third we let off a little bit um i wouldn't say let off but we, we was we were still competent it was more of an even game maybe yeah it was more had a bit more of the ball but they still did yeah. nothing with the ball well i'll say that they they no they scored in the final quarter of the game didn't they yeah yeah, yeah. so I, th- I, I do think the game was a bit more even I, I still think we looked like we had higher potency than them um and then in the fourth quarter, I, even though they scored, I think we dominated that quarter because we completely mm. shut out the game. Our subs were good. Eddie and Issa were excellent off the bench. Eddie especially was really, really good. He wasn't... The outball to Eddie in, I think, four or five occasions, completely got away, got all the way yeah. up into the penny box. I think the only... only smart, criticism, smart forward play, man. Smart very, very, very smart. Like, very smart approach play. The only thing I would criticise at the moment is I think he's snatching at the chances mm. and I think he's a bit greedy. There was a chance where he shot, and I get you. You want to shoot, but if you shoot, it's got to be on target for me. Marcelli did similar, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was he was a been, been been a bit greedy as well, but I think I think that's gonna come. I think I, I'm positive here. I think that's gonna come. He's 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 getting to these positions not through luck, not through you know decent play, through really outstanding play in transition. So um, that's already a big testament. And then I think ESR did quite quite well off the bench as well. He did. Um, a few good touches, passes around the corner. I liked his movement. I said a couple of times in the group chat, look at his movement. Martinez should have slipped in him once or twice. And that's that's the kind of thing that he can give us. He can give us that 
give and go and then quick penetration and then going and beyond the defensive line. So I think the subs were good. I think Holding did a couple headers. He was really good. So I think in general, we dominated at least three quarters in that game. And that is a huge sort of, I think, improvement from what we've done um, last season. Um, and I think there were some games where we were really complete last season. But um, yeah, I just think that that's heading into the right direction. And even that quarter that we might have lost or it was even, I still tip it to us. So really, it was complete domination. The scoreline really doesn't reflect how dominant we were. Um, and that's probably my only criticism. Can we finish off these games a bit earlier, a bit less nervy? Because we have we have shown we have the quality. We are we are playing better than these teams. Um, so that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how we do that at home, especially. I think that's where that's where we can pick up a lot of points. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, we got three wins from three from our home games so far. I mean, yeah, the, you know, it's been a, a oh, just watching these highlights now. The first twenty minutes, we've lost missed like three sitters already. Saka you know, missed the own goal. Um, Gabby had a good a, a good chance. Erdegaard missed a, a, a one right in front of the goal. Um, and then, yeah, and then finally we break. The corner as well, we had a big chance, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll I don't remember that one. I think it was yeah. I think off, off the line as well. Yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. And then we finally made the break. Your mic is off now. I don't know what's going on. Damn, there you go. <laughs> They got my man Lewis, man. <laughs> they got him, bro. They nabbed him. <laughs> but yeah, he was saying, yeah, they, we finally yeah, made the breakthrough. Yeah, we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was saying we finally made the breakthrough through like a bit of um, a bit of a handout from Martinez, really. Um, and then G Gabby, man, that's that's what he is. He's just there. Like he's just there to like. It's just we say this every week, right? Is Lacazette there to score that? Probably not. Yeah, he, he ain't shifting his body to hit it that fast on his left foot. Impossible. He's getting tackled, yeah. man. You know, and, and this is the thing. Like, we, Gabby hasn't, you know, he hasn't he hasn't scored as many as he probably would have liked to so far. But he's at his third, third in five games, right? Which is still, you know, I mean, it's if good. he carries it's on good. that rate this season, good, well, right? we're all going to be happy, right? But, you know, he'd probably think with the amount of chances he's got in games, maybe he could have had a few more. Uh, some dodgy offside goals and stuff like that, but that is what he's going to give you, right? Shabs is he's he's a poacher. He's always there. He's always there. I just think like mobility is such a um, it is it, something not that we took for granted, but um, I think what he's doing is coming in and playing like how the modern centre forwards play. And I think because we haven't had it, because we've had such a deficit, we had Oba who was, you know, um, heavily in the box, but absent from um, the rest of a collective play at the best of times. And then Laka, who was never in the box, um, too deep and too involved. And now we're seeing these combinations in terms of like a, 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 um, Jesus, who's just um, all over the gaff when he needs to be and he's competing you know, really, really, really up against Mings today, really competed with him. You know, he did, the size wasn't really a factor. He, he And I say, like, he, 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 he punched up Mings today, you know, but he was, yeah, still all over the place and highly mobile. 
and interchanged with um, Martinelli as well and sometimes popped up on the left and whatnot. And yeah, he was there in the right place at the right time when he needed to come up with the goal for us. And 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 yeah, he'll get plenty more as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's such a... Um, I'm, I'm just reading all these ops. The ops are just full of praise for us man it's it's crazy it's crazy i don't i don't like it i don't like it but uh they're, they're bigging us up a bit too much there it's all it's all a it's all a charade i'm telling you they're, they're trying to they're, they're trying to set us up they're trying yeah, to they're set try- us up for a fall but right they're, they're now, trying to set right. us up but i ain't falling for it man i ain't falling yeah. for it but baby all, steps all, all, all we can do is all we can do is celebrate our five out of five, man. That's all we can do. We can only beat who's in front of us, and boy, we've we've done that. Boy, don't look at us. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about their own. Don't look at us. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought in the first half, especially, I thought Marcelli was top draw. I, I thought he was so good. Um, maybe in the second half, a bit of his um, decision making was a little bit off few greedy moments where he's gone for a strike but I thought I thought he was just fantastic today that that volley that uh he hit on the half volley and it just was going to, that was that's an extraordinary save from Martinez as well to be fair to him um yeah I just thought he was top class and Germans you said at the start of the pod that you think he's gone up a level and you know I think he has well it's his third goal of the season right we always knew, I think all of us knew, right? Deep down, we all knew that Marcelli had the potential just to go absolutely super saiyan this like this season, right? Just to, to, to not just this season, but just in general, just whether it be this season, next season, at some point, just absolutely explode. Because we've seen this goal scoring aspect to him. We know he's we know he's got these goal scoring instincts. We know he's got we know he's about his goals. Um the part that's maybe surprised us a bit is, you know, his creativity. Um, he's become a, a lot more of a creative threat, which is, you know, so, something that he's really added to his boat. And also, my man never loses the ball, you know. Like, when the ball gets fired into him, he's holding on to the ball. He's taking people on. His close control is a joke. His first touch is amazing. I'm even seeing him spray balls like Diax. You know, what never. the hell is going on there, bro? Do you know what I mean? Ne- never say never, Lewis. Never say set, never. His but, set pieces are great. You know, he's turning into a real, complete footballer. And I, I, I don't think many people could have said that 12 months ago. You know, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. And, boy, we're looking for a forward, right? I'm not sure that some of these forwards we're being linked with are even better than Martinelli. I can't lie to you. I, I might be I might be overdoing it. I said this about these these men that um that people will, you know I like these players as well, but the likes of Sulemana, the likes of Jeremy Doku, they ain't better than Martinelli. They're just not. You know, they'll come they'll come Arsenal and sit on the bench. What we want to do, we want to add um you know quality and depth, definitely. Um and we should do that for um we should still get a forward in that can play on both sides. It's aggressive, it's direct. Um, but, um, you know, I struggle to see how um, that forward is going to come in and really bench one of one of the guys. Um, it's going to, it's going to, you know, and if it if it happens, it's going to, it's going to be that for a few games and they'll come back in. I just think both Saka and Martinelli have huge, huge potential and they're already playing at a high level. Both are only 20-21. Um, you know, we can add more quality there and 
And I think everyone will play enough games. I think we've seen how well City have utilised um, a relatively, in, you know, small squad. They have so they have utilised that so well. Art Wide, Sterling getting 25 league games. Dan Sane getting 25 league games. Mars getting 25 league games. Everyone getting 25 league games, you know. <laughs> so everyone's eaten. So we can do that. We don't have to have players playing 32 games. We don't. That's what we need to head to where players can play 25 to 28 games and we can take players out without, you know, feeling like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. Um, yeah. Which is why um, I think, and we're going to discuss it going forward, for sure. Long term, we need to find a way to, you know, replace Partey because um, we can't be rely relying on him. And it's the same argument that I made with Chiantini, the injury stuff. I cannot rely on a man that's injured this much. I'm sorry, we'll just have to sign someone that, you know, if you if you're both fit, probably will still play over here. So or at least, you know, really, really push your place. So um yeah. yeah. Well let's talk let's talk a little bit about CM then, because um I feel like this pod is gonna probably jolt around in a few different areas, but you know, let's address things as as they come up in conversations to make it natural, right? Um we were all a little bit apprehensive. Maybe maybe me and Sh- uh, Shabs were probably the least apprehensive about Lukonga starting today, right? Like, I saw some... I, I said a few... Um, in a few podcasts that... I actually quite liked what I saw from Lukonga in pre-season. I thought he's bulked up a bit. Um, he was playing a bit more advanced. Um, and... I don't mind him getting his opportunity to to play and I, yeah I was I was a little bit apprehensive because I haven't been impressed with what I've seen by Lukonga in playing Premier League games and you know senior team football for us so I, I can't say I was like expecting much but um I actually thought he did quite well today I thought he had like the first five minutes I thought he was a little bit nervous lost a few jewels um but he made I think his game changed with one challenge. He made like a, a sliding tackle on someone Slide and the crowd went absolutely nuts. And then from then, you. confidence. You know, he was popping the ball, one touch, you know, just do, doing a lot of what Thomas Partey does so well, right? And and I don't think long-term, I don't think Lukonga is anything like Thomas Partey. I think Lukonga's future is going to be further up the field. I don't, I don't, I don't see him as this deep line six doing what Partey does. I I really Why don't. Not? But I think he's shown I think he's shown a lot of a lot of that glimpse a lot of glimpses of that. De- defensively I just think he's not switched on enough. He's, um yeah, he's quite off on, on off the ball he can be, yeah I, I he's not as he's not yeah. press resistant like Partey. I don't I don't no, for for the role that we want we, we, we basically play Partey as a single pivot, right? So Everything goes through party. I don't trust Lukonga to do that. And, and today, I don't think Lukonga did that. He wasn't taking the ball off the defence, you know, with two no, men right up his ass. He, he wasn't spinning people or anything like that. He just did the simple things. He did the Elneny role, right? This is what Elneny should be was. playing that. Yeah, that's what Elneny was. Elneny when Elneny was doing all right last season, we was like, oh, all right, this is all right. We can We can get behind this, you know? I think I think Lukonga did that quite well with more progressive passing than Elneny. I think he showed that today. Um, but yeah, someone's just put in the chat now. He's a ball watcher. Lukonga is a bit of a ball watcher. Um, but defensively, I thought he did okay today. He did, um, he did fine. He did fine I've, today. 
I'm gonna say this here. Yeah? I'm gonna say this. These these are these are my confessions, yeah. Big and grown. Before the game, yeah, <laughs> I admitted to Dan Cooks. Yeah, we're chatting about the lineup or whatever. I admitted to Dan Cooks. I ain't said this. I said I ain't said this in the group chat. However, I still have stocks in the Congo on the <laughs> low, Mr. Chavalino. And that's because I got my stocks early on the in him before before we signed him. <laughs> that's it, Angelina, Angelina. <laughs> There's a Listen, I got my stocks early before we actually signed him. Yeah, I put my stocks when he when it didn't go to plan last season. I didn't down tools on him. I caveated it, and although there are certain things, yeah. Nah, big and grown, man. Big and grown, man. We're, we're, we're adults, man. Let's have adult conversation. Big yeah, and grown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I caveat it. I had to manipulate the market, you know. You got to buy in the dip, bro. You got to buy in the dip. So, everyone down tools on him. Now, there were obviously really frustrating aspects of his game last season and there were things that just as a footballer he should be able to do and capable of doing yeah and they frustrated the life out of many of us last season and more so because of the reliance on him however for me none of this was his fault yeah I place a lot of um Lokonga's inability to 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 kind of gel and fit in well last season on Arteta because I think Arteta mismanaged him as a new sign-in um, people talk about him being young. I'm not really down for that young argument. Blah blah blah. Like I don't, I don't like he's 22. Like that's not really young, in my view. But Arteta mismanaged him um, in instances where Lokonga did play well. Um, Arteta would uh, take him out the side, so he wouldn't have any kind of continuity or anything like that. He had a blinding game against Newcastle um, early in the season, where you know we saw the type of performance that um, you know he put in today made like five key passes against Newcastle. He had a very good game against Watford last season as well and whatnot. He will come out the side after these games and after these performances, which I didn't think was fair on him. Then, um, when we decided to change our shape as well, we started using him in um, in, in in a single pivot as a lone six, which for me was kind of like, nah, man, this ain't, this ain't, fair on him and something that we've all highlighted from the beginning. Lou, I remember when we had the Anderlecht tapes and we was watching him doing scouting pieces on him before we actually signed him and you highlighted Lou that defensively he does look a bit suspect. Positionally he does look a bit poor and that really hasn't changed. So why would we use him and rely on him to kind of do a defensive, defensive role for as much as we did last season? So I think Arteta blew hot and cold with him um, in a similar way that you mismanaged Nuno Tavares, actually. And I don't think it was fair. I think um, Sambi Lokonga bore the brunt of it, bore fan frustration, and people just couldn't get behind him. I think there's a player in there. I think at minimum, he can put in the level of performance that he put in today. Um, obviously, this Villa side are, 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 are really bad. Um, they are really bad Villa side. We were very, very dominant. But um, he was hooping. He was hooping and people got onto him as well. But the, after the first five minutes, um, I think Leo in the chat got onto him. A couple of people said oh, he's Me losing too. his aerial duels and whatnot. 
and I, but I was actually watching him at, like in front of me, like my eyes was on him, and I said, you know what? He's actually hooping, and you're right. Like he had that moment early on, confidence, crowd got behind him, and then he started hooping. He started moving the ball quickly, getting it out of his feet quickly. He was sharp in his decision making. Then you saw the confidence coming. He started playing longer range passes. He played yeah. a brilliant ball over the top in the first half, I think, for Saka, for Saka outright. Yeah. Um, you know, he played some other brilliant cross-field passes as five, well. Five, five out of six, five out of six accurate yeah. long passes. Long passes. Um, he was six, fantastic. Five out of six duels won. Um, yeah, he, he was he was fantastic for me yeah. in the first half. In the second half, um, the game was a bit more open. Um, yeah. as the game went on, became a bit more stretched. We played less through the middle, just in general. And um, his influence waned a little bit and he probably tired. But in the first half for me, um, he was one of our best players in the first half for me from watching the game. Like, and I, I don't think I'm out of pocket for saying that. So I don't think this level of performance is, is beneath him. I think if we... And, 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 and what it is for me really is about confidence. He, to me, looks like a confidence player and he looks like if you're going to go with him, you have to go with him and you have to play him um, and give him a run no matter what. It's kind of like when Eddie and Katie had that interview and he was saying, look, like you bring me off the bench with five minutes to go uh, time and again. Like, what, what do you expect from me? Give me a run of games and see what I can do. And we saw what happened when we gave him the run. And, um, you know, he, he, he got some goals and like the fans really um, mess with Eddie right now. You know, the streets of Eddie's got the streets as well. So I think Lukonga can can have the streets. I do. But I think like we've got to um, utilise him properly in the correct way. So, hmm. yeah, man. But I've still got stocks on that guy. German, anything to add? Yeah, I think what, what I agree with Shabs is on the sequencing. And, and, and I've, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been saying it. I think, especially last season, I'd say I didn't sequence players that have been out on the cold into good performances. He'd, come, he'd bring them in and then throw them back out. Um, I definitely agree with that. But I think on the Lokonga thing, I see, I see what he can do, um, but I also see what he doesn't do. And uh, I think in this game, um, we were very dominant with the ball. And I think the, you know, the addition of Saliba being there um, does help because Saliba takes so, has so many touches and moves the ball so fast that Lukonga actually, because what he doesn't do, he doesn't come deep to show for the ball. I think he hides from the ball in those areas, to be really honest. And I was watching him closely because I was thinking, you don't want the ball here. So you're moving so someone can't pass it to you. But Saliba and White are very competent on the ball. Gabriel's also good on the ball. So these guys are progressing it anyway. You know, they can bypass you and the ball's still ending up in the final third. And that's what happened a lot of times. Rudigard helped here too. And Jacob was quite dynamic and it helped as well. So I think that kind of moving around them, that kind of comfortability on the ball around them created additional space for him to then grow into the game. And once he grows into the game, I mean, you know, Arsenal bought him for a reason. He looks like a good footballer when he has time, you know, and we bought that time through, I think, the way we played. And I think if Zinchenko would have played today, <laughs> it would have been even easier for him, um, to be honest. So I think that's definitely something that we can lean on. So if Zinchenko is there to play with him, I think that can definitely help somebody. There's definitely some deficiencies in this game. I wonder how much they can, you know, coach maybe some of, the, some of that out of him or help him with that. What he does do well is he does dictate the flow of a game well. He doesn't interrupt the flow of a game too strongly. He doesn't overcomplicate situations. I think he makes sensible decisions. So I like his performance, but 
I think on the criticism thing and also coming out of the team, I can only go back to saying this is Arsenal, man. Like your age doesn't matter. If you start for Arsenal, certain expectations have to be met. You know, it accounts for all of the guys. If Martinelli Saka start playing, you know, Higgy, they'll come out of the team, I think. You know, probably not as quite fast because they've got more credit in the bank, but ultimately that's that's the way it's gotta be in order for in order to force people to have good compass um performances. Yeah, I think yeah. and, and I think that expectation probably made him riser today, you know. He knows like Boy, I have, I have this chance, or I might be out. <laughs> so, but that, that's a good mentality to have, right? That that does speak of his mentality, and I think, yeah, um, someone we haven't we spoke a little bit about him, but um, someone that you know who has you know put together a string of good performances is Xhaka, and I thought Xhaka did a really good job today of um, just marshalling Lakonga a bit, um, you know, positionally. Xhaka, Xhaka was just on point today. You know, he. Second balls, man. He was winning them. Second balls, balls. He was winning them ball yeah. duels, man. Winning them second balls. And getting them he was everywhere. Someone else. Was and good. you know what? For the first time, I can remember, it was like, I wasn't screaming at Xhaka to play that pass, do it quickly. You know, he, he was he was, he was, was moving the ball nice and quick. Um, he was popping up in good areas. Obviously, I, I don't know if he gets the assist for the first goal, but he's popped up in that area again down the left-hand side. Um yeah, man, I, I, I thought Xhaka played really well. It was a really good professional performance. And um, just not that he held Lokonga's hand, because he still did roam around the pitch, leaving Lokonga isolated at, at points. And, you know, we did get transitioned on a few times by Villa, you know, not because of that. It's just that is always going to happen, right, when you're playing that that style of, of, of game. But... Um, yeah, I just thought he did a really good job of uh, marshalling Lakonga and being by his side and making him feel a bit more comfortable. Um, and yeah, Xhaka deserves a lot of credit for that because I think he's been... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Quietly quite good this season. Um, and he's... Yeah, I just don't have a negative thing to say about Xhaka at the moment. I, I still think we could upgrade and I still think there's a big opportunity to upgrade, but no one can deny there's certain things that he's given to this team right now. He makes us very, uh, what's the word? Just very, he's it's 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 strong, you know, he's very strong. Uh, he's resilient. <laughs> I'm trying to find the word, but it's difficult. Yeah, we need Sean here, and it's difficult to give this guy praise, <laughs> knowing that we've bashed him for so long. 
Yeah. I think with Jacko, he, he it's a hard one for me because he is he is obviously upgradable. Um however his deficiencies are masked the further away from our goal he plays, you know, and you're actually seeing him. And I actually have to, you know, I, I have to issue apology because I said on the first episode of this season, um, you know, after the Palace game, I think I hopped on the pod and I was talking about it and saying that Shaka's game is not going to change. He's 28 years old, he's nearly 29, playing him closer to goal. He's not going to get more goals. He's not going to get more assists. Actually, that's exactly what he's doing. And I have to issue that apology and I have to hold that. And I'm I'm not above it. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I can, you know, make statements about these players and 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 be wrong about someone like Shaka, who I have been vocal about. For me, there are still moments where he lacks on the ball. For me, there are moments where his decision making is um, a little bit, or his execution is a little bit like. There was one moment in the first half where he pammed it. Um, into someone's chat, like he was high up the pitch and he pammed it. I think it was Martinelli. He tried to pam it into someone's chest. There was a, a, another moment where he came across to the right-hand side and um, it was quite an easy pass to make and he um, got his execution wrong and just played it out of touch. There are things, there are, you know, um, he's okay when um, things are slowed down, but when he's rushed, still, you know, um, I wouldn't put my house on him making the, that that perfect pass, that final pass, that decisive pass. But it's difficult to argue against how he's playing and performing right now, man. He is he is actually having a say, and he's having a say in um, our attack, and he's making things happen on the offensive end for us. And for me, I just think yeah, he looks better away from our goal. Like the closer he is to our goal, the more of a liability, I think he is, and I think yeah, nah, I don't, I don't want it there. I can actually afford him making mistakes if he does need to make mistakes higher up the pitch and further away from the goal. And I think with the defensive stability that we have as a team now, as a unit, um, I don't think those mistakes that he does make higher up the pitch are costly enough. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I agree with the further away from goal thing to some degree. I think it's the it's the volume of actions that he, he, he used to have in the in the in our own third, and and that has been reduced. I think he still comes deep and helps, um, but definitely not as much. But what he does bring as well, and you know, and and you know, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate because we say he's upgradable. But what he does brings bring as well is that the defensive solidity. He wins a lot of duels. Um, you know, you, you don't even have to look at the stats because the way stats work, sometimes they don't count certain things as duels, but he wins the 50-50 or he wins it to a degree that it goes to a teammate. Then he's very close for the second ball. He helps you dominate possession. He helps you, you know, um, continue your passing rhythm. These type of things, if we're signing someone, yeah, that might be more potent than him going forward. Can he also bring those, those, those skills? If he doesn't, then, you know, that's, that, I think that that's missing in our system. And I think Jacka brings valuable things to our system. Obviously, he lacks some things as well. But at this moment in time, the balance is right. The balance is right at the moment. Where I see, however, you know, strong upgradable options for us are in those positions. But more in terms of different, a different, um, a different option. So if the game situation, if the game requirement, you know, you know, we need something else, then we should have that. And uh, we don't have enough 
weapons in our arsenal at the moment. Um, but we and we need more um, in midfield and wide, uh, out wide. So two signings are for me paramount. I think this team has come so far in the last eighteen months from where people f- knew it was like not even thought it was like we were down bad, man. We were down bad, and it's, it's come now to a level where we think we can definitely get top four with the right additions. I think we can push on even maybe to third or something with the right additions and. It would be gross misconduct. It would be gross negligence. Is that the word, right? If we don't do that, because the opportunity is there. And it's not like in January where we have 30 days and we might have outgoings, et cetera, et cetera. But we've had these you know, conversations before. We said, ah, they got to do something in Jan. I understand why clubs don't do business in Jan. It's fucking horrible. But we've had all summer. So, you know, you got to, you got to complete the squad. Um, mistakes of the past can't be repeated. And um, so I... I really need to raise the expectation on Idu. Complete this business, man. Oh boy, oh, I'm outside, man. <laughs> well, we've got we've got some questions about a wide range of uh, topics. So I think it makes sense just to go through these listeners' questions, and we will pick off the topics as we as we go along. So um, we've got a few about Sambia. I guess we've already spoke about Fola Fifo. He asked, uh, "Was Samba actually?" Was Sambi actually good? I think we spoke in depth about that. Uh, but Belize, he he says he asked Dan Coogs, is Dan Coogs finally happy with Lakonga? I don't know. I've not heard I've not heard Coogs' uh, thoughts. Uh, hopefully, he can uh, do some sort of post match. Or I'm, I'm going to speak you know. for I'm going to speak for Dan Coogs because I was because I was with him at half time. He came out and he he was like, "Shabs, you was right, you know." <laughs> <laughs> Is that Shabu is right? Keeps yeah, yeah. emotional, bro. Next week he yeah. might he might be shouting in the voice note because yeah, <laughs> not it's about twelve pints down. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, no, no. that's yeah. what he said. Still, um, Alexis Kavkas, Chelsea fan. Um, big up you, Alexis. He was. He says, "Why is Eddie so good? What has changed?" I think the ops have started to um, recognize that. Eddie actually has some qualities, you know, um, and, you know, it's a reference today that what was the, I can't remember what game it was last year where we bought Eddie and Pepe on, I think, to defend the lead. Um, I can't remember the game. No, no, I think it was, was it Villa as well when I came on? Was it, was it Villa? It was Villa, right? Changed the goal. I think that, no, changed the game. I think Pepe scored for, on a turn. No, that was Wolves. That was, that Wolves. was Wolves. But there was a yeah, game so where they yeah. both came on and Eddie was shocking. Oh, it was Villa, I think. I think yeah, it might have been Villa. They were both really bad. They were both really, really, really bad game. We were clinging on at the end. You know, Eddie couldn't hold the ball up. Pepe couldn't hold the ball up. And Eddie's been brought on in exactly the same circumstance, right? I know, I think he only got brought on with like, it was probably like 10 minutes to go in the end, right? But his quality on the ball, he's just gone up, not just the level. He's gone up several levels, man. His, his like ability to turn on the ball, carry the ball up the field, you know, he makes good decisions. He uses his body well. He gets away he from players. He looks faster and sharper. He looks faster. He looks stronger. He's got quality on the ball that I, ne- I didn't recognise before. You know, he can beat I players. Th- I, I think we've got a player brewing there. And we're going to have to make some decisions. 
I think he's gone up a higher level than Martinelli. I think Martinelli was kind of coming with, with Eddie. I wasn't really a believer, mate. I can't lie to you. I yeah. didn't see... Me didn't and Leroy have always been a believer of Eddie, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, so... I can't lie. I didn't see it with Eddie. I didn't see it. I thought, I, think... I thought a lot of the stuff that he tried didn't come off. You know, as you said in that Villa game, he would have games where he just give the ball away so much. Um, I, I know you can, you know, nick a goal kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think what he's got now, he's got that, he's got that, that threat in like real transitional threat where if this guy's on the ball, he can go past one man, two man, you know, and keep the ball and get up the pitch. And that improvement is, is super drastic because he didn't really showcase that before. Um, so that's a big improvement. And I can't lie. I think Arsenal players in general, especially the Helene boys, Get underrated a lot, so we've we've seen this, you know, we've seen this with Saka. It took people a long time to realize how good he is. Long time. With ESR, they come around a bit quicker. With Eddie, they'll come around. Um, you know, once 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 he once he bags ten goals, I guess. Um, but um, you know, that's why it is like if maybe maybe this is outrageous coming from someone that didn't really believe in Eddie that much. But I look at Eddie and I look at Broha, and I'm I'm our brother Eddie, you know, and they're talking about forty million for Broha, you know. Eddie, Eddie matched his goal tally last season and he mm. played, I don't know how many more yeah, minutes. Yeah. Less, much less, less much less. So like, than I think we only we started have, about six or seven games for us, didn't he? So. Yeah, we have we have some players in, the, in our squad. I think they're quite underrated still. Um, so I think I think they're going to showcase their quality this season. And Eddie, Eddie's 100% one of them. I think the thing with Eddie is, um, or, or people's views on Eddie was heavily... Uh, swayed Contract, by right? his lack of no not even that I think no. it, people's views were heavily swayed by his lack of of, of game time because mm. what what do you have to base it on where actually a, a big thing was made of him he was thrown in he he, he he rightfully displaced Lacazette the back end of last season there was the furor about the contract um, he's been given the contract people are saying no he's not worth that he doesn't deserve that He's got the number fourteen. People are saying, "Oh, no, he's not." You know what's what's going on? He's got the number fourteen. He is a Hayland kid, yeah. He understands exactly what that means to be a striker for Arsenal, to wear that shirt, um, to have a big contract like he does. And um, I think what we're seeing in terms of these um, performances, and they've only really been cameos so far, but they've been important ones. Is um, we're, we're seeing the kind of the dividends of like the faith that's been placed in him by the coach. Because, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that Arteta rates him. And, you know, that's the reason why he stuck around. And that's the reason why we've been able to hold on to him because the coach has convinced him that he rates him. The coach has convinced him that he's important. Um, you know, I was listening to Ars Vision actually, and they were talking about um, Eddie being the first sub. And I think it wasn't the, actually the case today that he was the first sub, but I think there was no doubt that, you know, he was going, we were going to see him. Um, you know, it was the first sub in the last game. We saw the difference he made there. Today he was different. He was an outlet. Um, I know German Dan, you spoke about um, him maybe snatching at his chances. I think that's because he's trying to really impress in the little game time that he has. I think as well, he's another one. He's a bit of a confidence player, but I think he's high on confidence at the moment. Um, 
And yeah, like, you know, he's got the streets as well. People are behind him. Like, they're screaming his name when he comes on. They're screaming his name when he's warming up, you know. Um, he comes on and he goes on these bursting runs and he's taking players on. He's playing with confidence um, and he's making the right decisions as well. So he's knowing when to carry the ball forward and take players on. He knew when to dribble it into um, like towards the corner and slow it down and then wait for his other teammates to catch up and then play a safe uh, pass and ball towards them as well today. So, yeah, man, like he's he's there's more from him. He needs to get a start soon. Um, you know, Europa League games need to come so you can get a start. Well, they're coming uh, thick and fast. The they're coming yeah. thick and fast, man. I think. I think. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I, I only disagree with one thing you say, Shabs. I don't actually think he's a confidence player. I think you this guy's full of. Yeah, I think he's full of self belief, and I mm. think actually he was doing shit that when he wasn't that good, <laughs> it didn't come off. That's why he was probably looking worse. <laughs> Whereas now he's made up. He's, he's he's come up. You know, another level, and he's trying the same things, but it's coming off. He's stronger, faster. His execution is better. Um, I, th- I think he's full of self-belief. I think he really believes in his own ability. Um, and sometimes he might try shit and you're like, why the fuck did you do that? Mm. You know, because he believes yeah. in himself so much. Um, so, yeah, I think, but on the rest, I, I agree, man. I, I, you know, he's come leaps and bounds. Um, I do wish that he gets um, gets a start in the Premier League. I think at this moment of time, you, you can only say he deserves it, really. Like as as far as cameos go, like with the last five games, he's been good every time he's come off the bench. Every time he's come off yeah, the bench, people have changed the game well, in a positive way. Exactly. Given so, us, he's either given us a new lease of life, or you know, helped us be defensively solid, helped us break teams down when we've needed a winner, offered a, a counter threat when maybe we've been dwindling a bit in the at the end of games with energy. You know. He, does all of these things. We've seen variety. We've seen variety. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He's not just a one situation player. He's not someone just to bring on, just to run around a bit like what we were doing last year. Yeah. And the season before. We just say, go on, Eddie, go and run around a bit. You know, he's he's more than that now. He's he's someone we can rely on. Like we can look at our bench when we need a goal and we think, you know what? Eddie, Let's bring Eddie on, you know, and it's he's kind of got qualities now that are clear for everyone to see about what he can bring to any given situation. He's um, also helped that there's actually a plan when he comes on nowadays. I think yeah. before it was like, okay, we've thrown someone on. I think we tried what we're doing well now. I think we tried to do that last season, but implementation wasn't wasn't as good. Where we bring on the striker and he he stays up with the other striker, and Saka becomes a wing back, Martinelli becomes a wing back. We're having three at the back and we, we essentially keep in the same shape but adding another attacker, you know, increasing the risk um, and, um, you know, maybe getting the, the reward for it. And I just think, like, we've been able to better better um, and implement this better um, with, with the quality that we've added and generally the players being accustomed to the system. So I think that helps him. And, you know, when he comes on and there's you know, Jesus rather than Lacazette, <laughs> it helps as well because... You know, Jesus makes a lot of runs. He, he occupies centre backs. He gives them that extra bit of space. If it's Lacazette, they know he ain't going nowhere, bro. They know mm. he's going to chill on the halfway line. You know, smoking a spliff. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You remember? You remember seeing that video of that guy who's got like a yellow kit on? He's just playing football, just smoking. <laughs> That's Lacazette, man. Yeah. He's just chilling, bro. Smoking on the halfway line. Mm. But I'll get in the box, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's it's such a stark difference. Um. Don Mikel, 17, and also Maroon Utah 
in the YouTube comments. Um, so Don Mikel says, is Saka not just, just not good at finishing? He doesn't look out of form to me, just looks like he loses compute loses compute in front of goal. Oh, composure in front of goal. And Marin Duta says, are you worried about Saka's slow start? I thought Saka was a lot better today. I actually... You know, today I see him bursting past players. He had Matty Cash. No, is it? No, is it? No, who is he up against? Not Matty it was, Cash. It was, it was Luca Dine. Dine. Yeah, yeah Dine. Yeah. He's a good left back, mate. He cooked right. him today, man. Yeah, he absolutely cooked him. Cooked him. Right. You know, time and time and time again. Obviously, got the assist for Martinelli's winner. Um, I thought Saka was great today. That's what I need to see. I need to I've always maintained. Fantastic today, man. In, I need to in, understand what people mean when they say slow start, man. I think because... he has had a slow start, Shabs, man. I think the first four games, Saka wasn't good. I don't think so. I, I, I think What games happened, was he good in? I don't think he was bad in the Crystal Palace game. I think he'd done a job in the in the first game against Palace. Um, you know, we he, he contributed to... Um, kind of keeping Zaha at bay defensively and he contributed to the goal, the winner, like the, not the winner, but the uh, second yeah, goal. The, the second goal, goal yeah. So he but I don't think he's been that. good in he any was of those games though. He, 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 he was quieter than um, he um, usually would be. But I think as well, because we had such a reliance, on, I think what it is, we had such, we've gone from having such a reliance on Saka to now we are winning games without needing to rely on him. He is still playing well for me. He's not doing like what he's what we're used to him doing in terms of the goals, in terms of the outputs, but in terms of his actions, I think he's playing well. I think he had a good game the other day against Fulham. Um I don't think he was bad against Fulham at all. Um I think he grew as the think game he was went bad. on. Did a good job. I think he was good in the Leicester game. Um, I think he was decent against Bournemouth, where we were a bit more balanced. I think what's happened as well is, especially with Zinchenko in the opening games, and what, we're talking about that whole right side looking a bit different and a bit mm. weak. And the same questions and comments are being made about Erdegaard, who again, I think Erdegaard had a good game again today. I think he was fantastic Excellent. the other day. Um, you know, three good and games the game in before a row. that, and before and, and the game before the, that, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think he's been bad um, in terms of slow start, um, and I think Sean touched on this earlier as well. But Saka tends to start our seasons off for us quite slow anyway in terms of his goal scoring, in terms of his goal scoring. But I think that's the only um, uh, context in which we could say he started off the season slow. I don't think he's been bad. I think we're. Uh, adjusting and playing football in a different way, which is less kind of right wing biased and less kind of emphasis on everything going through him. And I think that's a good thing, actually, for us as a team, because we need variety and diversity in the way that we attack. But I I watched him second half. He's right in front of me, right under me. I think he was brilliant, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I thought he was really good today. Yeah, really, he really won the good. ball back high. He was a, he was a nuisance on and off the ball. Um, you know, he was good and efficient with his passing. He absolutely smoked his man like he wasn't afraid to run at his man whenever. Um, he lost the ball a few times, but I'm not going to get onto him for losing the ball. Like you know, he lost the ball in the context of trying things. So, what, what about in regards to Don Mikel's question about is Saka just not good at finishing? Um, Essentially, for for me, I think 
Where no, I, I don't, no, I never. I, I disagree. I think I don't have much faith in Saka in front of goal, but I've I've been consistent with I, this. I, think, I don't I, think he's a shooter. I th- I think people need to go back and watch the goals that he scored last season. I don't think, I, th- I don't think there's many forwards in world football um who are really shooters. A lot of them get a high number of chances, and then it's about you know being able to convert them. You know, so if I. If I compare him to some of the best, you know, Mane um, been one of the best over the last couple of years. He's missed loads of chances. Loads of chances of similar ilk to the way Saka missed his chance today. Let me ask you a question, though, Jeremy. Oh, loads of chances. Let me ask Sterling. you a question, though. He missed loads Sterling. of chances. Do you, you have faith when Saka is going through one-on-one that he's going to score? Yeah, I do. I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't have the faith. I mean, I mean, if you if what well, he's what twenty he was twenty when he scored double figures goals in the Premier League. I don't know how you can say he doesn't look like a good finisher, you know. Just go back and watch the goals that he scored. He misses course. Many forwards miss chances. Only the very very best strikers are clinical, and you know, there's there's only a certain number of players who really outperform the XG consistently. Those are the names of Kane, Son, Haaland, Benzema. You know, someone like Lewandowski, Serge Gnabry, these are all elite finishers. If you don't go down further, you know, these men, the rest of these men all miss chances. It's just about getting a lot of chances. As long as he gets chances, he's good. If he's not getting chances, yes, then we can talk about him being in trouble. He will miss a chance. He will miss a chance next game as well, probably. But he could also notch. That's the thing. You know, he's not, he's not an elite shooter. He's not an elite finisher. But he's a very good right forward. That's where we are. Oh no, I agree. I agree that he's a very good wide forward. I just don't and think he can be a shooter is... being a very good wide forward. It's just about getting a high number of chances. If you mm. don't get that, then people would, you know, as I said, the Mane example for me makes a lot of sense. Mane, I think a lot of people, and Mane has always scored goals as well, and he's always missed chances. He's, I think, he's scored double figures basically the last six years or something like that for Liverpool. You know, but he's missed crazy amounts of chances. I just don't have that confidence when Saka's going through on goal that he's going to score. You're going to have to take it up with yourself, man. Yeah, that's why I asked you guys, do you have that confidence when he goes through on goal that he's going to score? You guys are saying, yeah, I I don't have that same confidence. Whereas, I don't know... but it's kind of weird because Martinelli also misses a lot of chances. He misses, but when I he's say, Mart- Martinelli yeah, misses, but I have a different feeling about Martinelli going through on goal than I do about Saka. I feel like Martinelli's got got like an instinct about him where he maybe it's, maybe it's a bit of bias, not bias because I don't know what it's biased towards, but maybe it's just the way I perceive both players. Yeah, um, I think in some way it's. And, and everyone can, you know, make make these type of, you know, that's part of some sometimes analyzing the player. I have made the same things where I just I'm very dogmatic up in my view about a certain player, unless I'm being proven wrong, like when it's like very clear. And I feel like it's difficult to kind of move away from that. But I think like on that on this white forward stuff, I'm 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 always I'm always like this because I see so many of these players miss chances, and I see it at the same rate as the way Saka misses chances. And um, some of these guys get more chances. It's a skill getting these chances. I think Martinelli is better at getting these chances than Saka, for example. But he also misses a ton. But then he scores it. No, no concerns, though, that five games, no goals? No, I have concerns about his goal scoring at the moment. Definitely. I think 
Um, even towards the end of last season, I think he gone cold. Um, I don't have concerns about his overall performance, but his goal scoring right now, definitely. I think it's probably even on his mind a little bit. Um, he's snatching at some of, the cha- some of these chances a bit. Um, Especially on his weak foot. Yeah, I think I think that there definitely has to be a bit of a concern about his finishing right now and um, scoring goals. Um, but as I said, I think he's going through a patch. I think his performances have not been bad at all. I actually think his performances have been good in the last couple of games. Um, you know, not amazing, but just slightly above average. Like Fulham, um, what's the other game? Leicester. I think he was, he, you know, he was calm in those games. Like a six, six out of ten, nothing, nothing too crazy. Not bad. I wouldn't say he was bad in any of these games. Today he was fantastic. You know, um, yeah. he needs to, he needs to start picking up some goals again. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, let's start looking forward to tomorrow then because we've got one day left of the transfer window. Um, Arteta's post-match co- comments um, suggested that El Nini is going to be out for a very long while. And Partey said, he said a while. So no real, you know, t- time uh given on how long these guys are going to be out for but it doesn't look good um we wanted two players before these injuries and you know i think this just compounds the issue even further that heading into deadline day we really need to get something done so got some questions here about um you know certain things um so, fly, flavor in your ear, he says, is it time to start planning long-term without number five, Partey? Um, yes. Let me finish the questions. Let me finish the questions. Munir Sakim, he says, looking at these Danilo links, would you rather have him or Tielemans? Um what else? Uh, if Xhaka keeps holding Lokonga's hand to get him to the ball out like tonight, maybe share number five's minutes with him. No midfield signing or question mark. That's from Sam E underscore 91. So, yeah, what's you guys' thoughts, man? How badly do we need a centre midfielder? Has your mind changed based on Lokonga's performance this evening? Yeah, I, I just I, I want to go in there. I, I want to start first and foremost by declaring that I, I'm I'm officially done with Partey. Like I, I'm I'm no, nah, I'm done with him, man. Like no, nah, it's it's not a joke. I said this last season. I said we can't. For, for me, we know the talent that he is. We know how he plays for us when he does play and whatnot, and what he gives us. But for me, it's all too. Um, few and far between because he's not available for often enough, number one. So his lack of availability has been a big issue for me since he came. And we're at a figure of 58% of games played in the time that he's been at the club, which for me is just unacceptable for our highest paid player. He's a player who had no uh, injury record, so to speak, of no prolific or significant injury concerns before we signed him. We signed him all of a sudden. He's injured every other week, number one. Number two, um, off-field activities and professionalism and that is becoming a bit of a concern for me, you know? Um, There's things that 
we can't speak about, but you know, we all know about the elephant in the room here with number five. And um, like f- for me, there's something there that's not reliable. And I just think, yeah, we're at the point where we're going to need to start succession planning anyway. So I just think, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now because Arteta's come out now and he's talking about him not being available potentially for um, some time because of this hip issue. So, yeah, um, I think we need to bring a, a, a midfielder in. Um, I think, yeah, uh, Sambi, wicked. I'm glad that he done the performance. I still want him to get minutes. Everything that I said about him already in today's episode still stands. But for me, it's not enough. It's not enough in terms of quantity. It's definitely not enough in terms of quality. We need to bring in another body. Um, I really think it's going to fluff us being able to get in a winger, which I felt was the priority if I had to pick one. But at the moment, we look extremely light at, in centre mid, especially with Elneny and Thomas Partey um, fixing to face a long time out. So yeah, we need to bring a serious body in there as a minimum requirement. And I think these guys need to absolutely rise it. They need to pull some some something out and make it happen. Yeah. German Dan, what, what's your thoughts on the whole planning for life after party or you know they they should they should have been planning for this this summer to be honest. I, I know they make their plan pre summer. So I wonder how much of that party, um, you know, succession plan has been uh, in place or actioned, to be honest. Um, but we've been needing the midfielder for a while, um, not just party's replacement. So really, for me, we have two opening roles there. <laughs> um, but we should be recruiting them, in, in my honest opinion. But in terms of party, I, I echo a lot of the thoughts that Shabs has. And I was, I was on the part not too long ago, like three weeks ago, where I was like quite explicit and saying what are my expectations and. My um, you know, my thinking is on party where I say, yeah, we can talk about him being a world class talent, but what's the point of being a world class talent if you don't play, if you don't apply it? Fifty percent um, of games, yeah, yeah. If you don't apply it consistently, and I, I, and I, 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 don't get me wrong, being being a world class player doesn't mean you have to do it every week, you know. But it has to be a certain standard level of performance, one, and then there has to be a lot of you know blastics. And if you don't bring us that, then you know, I, I you know, I can't call you a world class player. Maybe world class talent. And with Partey, I feel like the, mm. the injuries are definitely t- taken apart because I feel like when he's been fit, he has given us spur. Like he's given given us like spells where you're like, yeah, this guy is. He's I think he's been. I think he's been really good for us when he's played like yeah. over the last what nine I think, months. I think, I, I think that yeah, and and I think last season he, he was he was good when he was fit, like really good when he was fit. The season before that, he had I think spells where he wasn't that good. Mm. But then he had spells where he was pretty good. So that yeah. season was definitely inconsistent. Last season, I think he was pretty consistent. But yeah. he was injured. So when you then miss a big chunk of games, that's overall it's not going to look like great consistency because you've missed so many games. And we're going to be here again where he's missing. He's going to end up missing so many games, going to play well for you know a period, then miss again. Like It's not good enough. That's not what we want for someone that costs the money, money he costs, earns the amount of money he earns, and has to position the squad that he has. We need absolute reliability throughout our spine. Our number one striker, our number one midfielder, our number one centre-back or number number two centre-backs and the the goalkeeper, they need to be available 95% of the time. And that discrepancy from 50 to 95 is too big, man. Even 85, you'd be like, damn, man. 
Like, I think Uzo yeah. was probably available at like, 80% of the time. And people were like, fucking hell, man. Yeah. Parting well, were... This is fucking yeah, crazy, I mean, man. 19 home games a, a season for Uzo. That's pretty decent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, let, let, let's talk about the, the, the guys we've been linked with, right? And mm. I only really want to deal with the serious ones, right? So today there's been lots of links to this Danilo guy, 20, is he 20? Is he actually 20 years old? He's very young. From Palmeiras, yeah. right? He's, really young. he's 19, 20. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've not even yeah. seen him. I don't even know what he looks like, right? So has anyone watched him? I've watched um, some comps today. Uh, and I'll say this I'll say this straight away. And uh, this reminds me of the Bruno G situation where people watch the comps and be like, ah, Brazilian league. Looks, you know what? If Arsenal have identified them, if Arsenal have identified them, you know, I'm happy for them for these men to do it. You know, ultimately, I know that these men are building off a framework, you know. They're signing players that fit within that framework in terms of technical attributes, physical attributes, mental attributes. If they have identified this guy, go ahead and do it. We'll watch him when he comes here, you know. I'm not going to be um, judging someone and say he's not good or he's looks media, stuff like that, off the comms. Even though if he does, you can't see much from the comms. He does has to does he look media in the comms? I don't think so. I think he looked really aggressive. Um, I thought I thought he looked decent when it comes to be honest. Someone but, compared him to Fernandinho. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's difficult to make that assertion. I think he he does look like he can get up and down as well. So I think Fernandinho. Fernandinho started like this, didn't he? At Shakhtar when he was actually playing that, like, he was scoring quite a few goals. Um, and then at City, like converted to like being that 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 lot that you know that that lone six. Um, but the guy has, I think, what I've seen from him, he looks, he has great athletic attributes. Um, he has long legs. Um, he has got, um, you know, a big stride in terms of he can recover and win the ball back um, out of situations where you might think, oh, that this is your chase and it's gone. And I think he looks very strong and aggressive in duels. And, um, you know, I've liked that from him. I think on, on the ball, I've seen some decent stuff. Up, and um, I kind of find, find it hard to judge it just off the comps that I've seen. So I wouldn't say, like, I can really judge his passing ability right now. I can't, I'll be honest. Um, but as I said, if they have identified this guy, bring him, man. You know, um, I, I, I kind of have a bit more faith in the recruitment now because they've shown us that they're signing players that fit into our system. So, yeah. Hmm. Shams, you seen See, much of him? I've gone the other way. I, I purposefully have not watched him. I didn't watch <laughs> any comps because... Um, didn't want to get emotionally hmm. invested. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to watch comps anymore. I don't want to do this for mm. is the exact reasons that German Dan saying like you know we, we a comp will go up and certain man watch the comp and just base their opinion, um, their early opinion off of that comp and you know we 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 know the bias that comps entail. I can't be bothered. I I've read about him, and I did post a dossier. I shared a dossier. I don't know how many people saw that. Um, no, no, Chaps actually posted the fucking. Nah, posted the dossier. Let me go. Eleven pages. Five is eleven pages, bro. A real talk. I posted the dossier of him. Vaccine surveillance report. Is that not the one? 
No, no, no. <laughs> bro, that's bro. not me, bro. I don't know what's going on there. The format was, it, was finishing with your shabs. No. Yeah, the formatting was mad. <laughs> the shabs, yeah. the shabs put it together himself. No, no, no. It was not my, it's not my doing, innit? I just, I just shared the information, innit? Like, I can't take no credit for it. I can't take no more. But yeah, I read what I, what I, what I read. What did I you liked. read? What was, what was in it? What was, what was I in mean, it? Like? In, immediately, there was a, there was a, there was a. Uh, a reference to Bruno Grimaresh and how much it was no secret that we liked Bruno G and um, you know it was one that Edu would have liked to have completed that deal so why before the fuck he didn't got he do to it, Leon then? before he got to Europe didn't do it blah 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 and in this kid we've identified some some there are some similarities there are some parallels and um, what we're doing is making the move for the kid before he makes the move to Europe you know I'm and, all for um, that, man. So that was that. That was that, and it might be early for him, but there's some, um, there's there, there's an upside to it. Um, yeah, he is quite small. I think he's five seven, left footed, um, you know, but very aggressive, very aggressive. But what German Dallas said about him was quite accurate. That's some good so observations. To be fair, um, yeah, he's combative. He. Um, no man, that's not you know, PMP. Has some work. Terreira's, <laughs> Terreira's combative. He doesn't have PMP. Yeah, well, he's, and I'm hearing he's, five he's seven. At five, at you know, at five seven, there's going to be some deficiencies. But yeah, he can operate as the deepest midfielder. He actually likes to come deep. Um, he's good at receiving the ball in deep spaces. He's got a loose touch. Um, you know, which is a bit of a weird one, but he, he's still quite assured in possession. Um, people have been a bit critical from the comps and saying that his passing isn't in enough. But the talk is that actually he's got it in his locker. It's just about when he um, when he decides to make the passes and actually doesn't need to play like that a lot for Palmeiras. But if he sees, uh, you know, um, eye of a needle type pass, he can make it if he needs to. So, yeah, there's that about him as well on the defensive side of his game but he is a good screen and he seems to have a good footballing IQ so and that's what the talk is and then there's lots of positive soundbites coming out of him from Brazil but it's about how much you want to kind of of read into them or believe in them I don't know I don't know the people who are saying good things about him so it could be true it could be worse I don't know but I'm I'm prepared to take a risk on a player that, you know, um, like German Dan said, fits in with the framework that we're 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 building or working towards. So, you know, they can't always be these guys. You know, that Casiedo guy. Nobody had heard of him before Brighton signed him. They signed him for like four point five million pounds. He's come to the Prem and he's proven to be a good player. So, um, a capable player, I should say. So. Yeah, man, it can't always be like signing these big guys and these well-known guys from these, from these, from from these well-known clubs, and we have to know about him, and he has to uh, satisfy us on comps before we make the business. No, nah, man, sometimes different. Might have, to, might have to hack uh, Brighton's G Drive or something. See, see what they got cooking in the. Uh, see, see what they're saying man. in well, the Excel well, files. Well, we we had this. We we we, we, we had this. <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, we we had this banner, Lewis, and Ashworth's at um, Newcastle now, and you say, well, what good recruitment has he done at, at Brighton? And, and you got onto it. No, but when <laughs> I when I name the players, the 
<laughs> no, but when I named the players, they weren't that great, were they? Casado nah, was important, but Ashford. That could no, the convo was funny, man. The convo was, was funny, I man. Can't you, like, you pammed me. Yeah, you pammed me. Snacks, I was like, damn, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pammed, you, you did pam a couple guys still. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What about um obviously the long running saga has been Tielemans. That does seem to be like it's a very, very simple deal to do. Is you think Arsenal don't want him? What, 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 don't what, want but then I if they don't if want him, him, then why why has there been uh, so much interest in? There's no smoke without him. fire. I, I think he would have been at the club. I think they want him, but only I, at a certain I, I, price. I think they want him and they would I think I I think they'd be as far, you know, they go as far as you know trying to sign him and Jan on a free. I think that's that's how, how much they'd be willing to gamble because you gotta think Leicester want what nearly 40 mil for him. Arsenal, if Arsenal 25 just get, mil, man. You, you gotta think if it's yeah, 25 mil, I'll do it. Yeah, 25 think mil. About, think about think about how think about how many games we have. There's there's you know that think about how many games we got. If we think you can successfully manage this period until the World Cup, the World Cup will take place in November, November, December, I blanked out, then you come back. Sort of, I think you know, end of December you come back, um, start playing games again, um, and then you can sign or you can, you know, do a pre agreement. Tillemans is going to be very cheap if we pay for him in Jan, you know, um, if he really wants to come Arsenal because I think we had Ben Jacobs on right, and he says Tillemans wants to come Arsenal. That's the move he wants. Um, so if no one moves for him, Arsenal can just chill and move mm-hmm. for him in Jan. However, we're signing them for cheap. You know, cheap, and he comes in in, in mid season, or we're getting for free because we can talk to him, right? So, you think Tielemans is the would be a supplementary signing to, yeah? So, on so say we sign like Danilo, you still think we'd get Tielemans? I think, in... I think we could end up still going for Tielemans and Jan, yeah. I think I that think makes that, sense. I think that's, I think, I, I think they're looking at Tielemans like, why should we pay 25 mil when in you know, for, we, we're not going to play football for nearly two months. And in the next four or five months, we can get him for you know for free, basically, mm. and for like yeah. a real cut cut price. That's how I think they're looking at it economically. So, um, they're rather. I, I agree than, with that yeah. economic assessment. To be fair, like I'm not mad at Arsenal for looking at like because the issue I have right is, and I have more sympathy with them in regards to the winger discussion than I do with the midfield discussion. Because with midfield, I do think there's players out there that we could have done. There's players out there that we could do for reasonable biz- like prices. Um, whereas with, with the wide forward stuff, it, it, people are coming up with some mad prices, Rob. Like Neto talking at what, like 80? Is it 80 million for Neto? We have to be over 50, so we're looking at 60 to 70. Right, it's a lot of money, right? And I, I haven't seen much of Neto, but I don't know. Is, is he is he better than Martinelli? Is he better than Saka? I, I don't know. I don't know. You guys can tell me, right? But it's a, it's a lot of money. So I have some sympathy in regards to the wide man conversation. And also, I think we have options in the wide areas. So I'm not too fussed. I don't see that as the biggest priority this summer. I always saw centre midfield as the biggest priority, although I know I recognise the club didn't see it as the biggest priority. I think the club, they signed Elneny on that contract to be party's deputy. They thought Lukonga is going to have another year growing. 
They've got Partey, they've got Xhaka, they brought Zinchenko, who can play centre midfield. There's your five CMs. That's the way the club looked at it coming into this thing. And I, I do agree with you, Dan. I think Tielemans would be a player that they think they could do if the price is absolutely perfect. You know, like if it is, for example, a free transfer or Leicester just said, fine, fuck it, 15 million, have him or whatever. I think then Arsenal would be like, cool, let's get that done. But when you're talking 25s, 30s, maybe Arsenal are just like, we're good. We've got our five centre midfielders. But now, obviously, with this El Nene and Partey situation, they don't have those five centre midfielders anymore and they need to do something. And I think Tillemans probably... That makes it more likely. The obvious you know? one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. And I really, I really do believe that if Partey and and then he would stay fit, they would have just, you know, see until last, you know, the last day, if Leicester are willing to take a cup prize. If not, you know, we'll move back from him in Jan. We have yeah. no problem doing that. But because that situation has changed, we might end up paying up now for him. So that could happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, is there? But just before we wrap up, is there any? other like players you'd like to see come in on deadline day that you think are are realistic like i'm talking about wide forwards as well we've been linked with this ukrainian giza doesn't look likely from what i'm hearing but that, again that's quite big money i'll take him man i'll definitely take him I think i've not seen good. anything of him but yeah he's not I mean, played that many pro yeah. games you know Right. So it's a lot of money to pay for someone who is but not playing. You know, you look crazy. But for on that one, you're but you're paying for potential, and yeah, there is a there is a reference point in that he has played in the Champions League and he has had some 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 good games against um, Ajax, um, against, well uh, against Real Madrid, Madrid. Yeah. yeah, against Real Madrid. So he's had so. You, you are paying for potential. You're paying to get him out of the contract more than anything, but he is young. He is the type of signing that, you know, if you sign him and he has two, three good seasons here, um, that his valuation doubles, definitely. And, um, yeah, he's a white Ukrainian kid with skill, flair and PMP. So, you kind of to love. Say, yeah, you kind of say raw actually. Well down, buddy. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, I've had enough yeah. of white Ukrainians with PNP they over the last couple of weeks they've been oh, doing man. my editing. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, man. He um yeah. I I would I would take him. Um what about sentiment field chaps? What what's your thoughts in about sentiment? It, have you got your eyes on someone who you think would be you know, I know you, you, you've given your thoughts on Danilo the, and you, you said... The targets, the targets who I really, really wanted this summer have gone. Um, the one that, you know, the one that I was quite big on was um, Matias Nunes, who's gone to Wolves. I think that's a deal that we we could and should have done. I think he's a, a, a good player for us. I think he would have been very, very good for me in that um, eight role. Um, I think he's excellent at evading pressure and carrying the ball. I don't know if um, the way that this Wolves side play is going to showcase enough of that, but I watched him plenty of times for um, Sporting Lisbon in the Champions League from early doors, going back like two seasons ago now, um, three seasons even. And yeah, I think he's I think he's quality. Pakatar, that one was a big mm-hmm. one that I, I've, you know, I would have, I would have loved him. Um, Tielemans, I'm not... Sold on, really not sold on. Um, I've said this before on the pod. I think if I were to name 10 
CMs, even 20 CMs, um, who I wanted us to sign, Tielemans wouldn't be in the list of 20, you know. Really? He's, he's, nah, he wouldn't. I wouldn't name if it If it was my opportunity to name 20 CMs on the market, 20 number eights on the market, um, Tielemans wouldn't be one of them. I'd sooner have Madison than Tielemans, you know. I think at the start of the summer as well, Madison was probably... Um, one that would have been realistic. I think now at the end of the window, very unrealistic signing. But like you know, that's the type of player that I'd 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 want and I'd take Tielemans. It would underwhelm me as a signing, but I'd accept it, especially now because of the desperate position and situation that we're in. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. Anyway, I think we call it a night there because it. I just looked at the time and it's one o'clock in the morning. So, I'm shattered, um, man. Yeah, I've. Yeah, we've, I think we've all got to be up early in the morning. So let's call it a day there. We can end on a on a on a uh, a high, and hopefully we get some business done tomorrow, man. I want I want to see at least one name come in, just to you know boost us and give us a good feeling going into Old Trafford, you know, because that game with the live oh, show yeah. and everything. I know you man are gonna be in a group chat at six thirty, five thirty tomorrow morning. I already know. Boy. Boy, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna. Be... It's gonna be a long day. Oh, Lewis, I lost you again. Sandwise, but yeah, tomorrow morning it's gonna be a, it's it's gonna be a long day tomorrow. That's it, man. I got a flight to catch. I'm gonna miss um the deadline. I'm gonna miss the deadline day. You lot are gonna have to keep me updated, but I'm gonna be in the yeah, air nice. a lot of the activities going on. So. I don't that's know, nice. man. But I, no, man, that would give me too too much anxiety, man. No, I'll be hope... paying. I'll be paying three hundred pound an hour for that for that for the uh, Wi Fi for the airplane Wi Fi. But I hope when I land, I hope which will only allow me one tweet to load every every I every yeah, that's like I hope when I land, Arsenal have done the business. That's all. That's all I hope for, man. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's all I ask for for tomorrow. I hope they've done the definitely. Business. Anyway, Shabs and German, Dan, thanks for uh, joining me this evening. Um, I will speak to you soon. Take it easy, lads. Bless. Bless. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Sports Social Podcast Network.